0: And welcome to episode four of Soccer Spotlight here on WQSU 88.9 FM. Here, Anthony Heller, your host alongside me, my Ryan. co-host Ryan Campbell. Ryan, take us away.
1: Hi, guys. Good to be back on the show. Really happy to be back with Anthony and some big soccer stuff that's going to happen. that I have to vent about a little bit because I feel like there's teams that should be doing better and I have really disappointed
0: yeah, you're definitely right. Um, we see a lot of that. First, let's cover uh, the local teams here. Susquehanna, for the first time this season, both teams won on the same day. For the first time this season, the men's team actually won. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, they were away at Penn College, not known for their athletics, um, but still an impressive win. They made, they made seven changes uh, from the team that lost at Goucher. Uh, they went on, gave some players their first starts of the season, of their careers even, um, and and they did really well. Uh, Clay Yanezone, first start of the season, gets an assist. Uh, Josh Higgins, he came in the first year. He did really well. It's, I think, a matter of they've got more to prove.
1: Yeah, I would say this season... It's, we know they're not main plus, but it was good to see them win, and good to see for the future to improve on. We saw some of the some of the younger players, the freshmen, and some players that don't really get starts play, and they look really good. I heard.
0: Yeah, it it was it was a strong team performance. And I
1: would say on not this, a
0: whole lot to do for the goalkeeper.
1: I would say on the results of this, the future might look bright for Susquehanna Soccer Men's side.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, the women are always looking really good. Um, They went 4-0 at Juniata. Um, And over there, we're getting some some first years getting into the action, too. Uh, Morgan Stickley scored her first collegiate goal uh, and joined Marley Clendenin, Michaela Florio, and Emily Wurtz in the score sheet. Um, All three of whom have uh, a whole bunch this season. Uh, 17 between them. Um... Really impressive performance from them. Uh, held Juniata to just five shots, none of them on target, uh, and a, a real, another really strong team performance. They haven't conceded since September 11th run.
1: That's a long time that shows good defense from coaching all the way down to players effort from attackers to defend midfielders to defend and of course defenders and goalie working together in cohesive with unit. I think that's just a good defensive team right there. And a good performance against Junietta, I will say.
0: Yeah, I mean, Coach Nick Hoover is is not uh, one to be to shy away from making um, creative, I guess, kind of being creative with the squad that he has. Um, you know, I, I spoke to to Sydney Williams, uh, who is on the on the team, uh, and, and she mentioned that. They'd, they'd gone a bit narrower in midfield um, and in the in the front three, uh, and that's what allowed Stickley to get uh, into the position. She's normally a left back, actually, um, and she's playing playing in attacking midfield, and uh, she got in the right position. It was a good finish as well. Of course, Emily Wirtz, eight assists this season. That's three more than anyone else in the landmark conference. What a season it is for her If she gets three more in the four games Plus the conference tournament It's an all-time record For single season assists No player has ever put up more than ten I think she could do it She definitely could Definitely, definitely uh, A possibility Um, You know, picking up assists Left and right Eight Um, Not easy to do
1: all I'm gonna say to us, the to all the administrators, if she makes, if she breaks the record, I think we should have a, a day off because of her.
0: Yeah, her yeah, hundred percent, President Green. You heard it here, Emily Wirtz. Emily, if you if you if you're if you're listening to this, we're gonna need you to break that record so we can get a day off.
1: Now let's go on to to last weekend's games. First, I want to start off with Arsenal Liverpool, a really entertaining, good game. That if you miss, I feel sorry for you.
0: Yeah, it was it was a good game. Unfortunately, I did miss it. <laughs> Wait, did I miss it? No, I didn't miss it. I missed I missed Man City. Um, I was working at uh, field hockey. Yeah, so Arsenal. Arsenal are a good team. They're proving they can hang hang with it. They're proving that their start of the season wasn't, wasn't just a fluke, a few lucky results. They were good. They deserved to win, but not in the way that they did. I think that's one of those games where Liverpool can squeeze out one of those traditional Liverpool wins. Mm. But the refs had their say.
1: I think one thing I'll say is that I think a big proven point from last season – was Arsenal not main top four? Cause I see a new team that looks hungry and hungry in Arsenal this season to get back and to make top four and even to win the title, make a title challenge. I will say last season I think a game like this from Liverpool, Arsenal would have exploded. We saw last season when they first Liverpool. I think it was two times we saw them explode in front of Liverpool. So I think that's a big proof, big point. I think I, I would have to rate Arteta because the job he's been doing, it's just hands down. A good work, cause he remember at the start of last season he was he was rumored for the sack, and now look at him now, everyone's saying the time he's gone. This shows give a young manager time, stick with him through hard times, and you'll ride on the high times with him if he does what he's supposed to do. But Liverpool, I want to say this. I thought Liverpool played really good. I thought it's one of those games where it could have been a tie. I saw Tyron all over the f- all over it to be honest when it went back to two two.
0: Yeah, I mean. The first goal, I yeah. think, for Arsenal I don't was offside, I think. Um, you I mean, know,
1: the, it's too, but the
0: reasoning that was provided was interesting. Uh, they said that there was a technical error in the implementation of VAR that they just didn't see the offside.
1: That was, I didn't see the reason, but if that is true, then that is just crazy to me. And I think we can make those mistakes, especially in big games with the World Cup around the corner, too.
0: Well, do you think an example has to be made of the referee there? Uh, like because you're the premier League is the best league in the world there should not be the these mistakes of this magnitude and this magnitude of a game this uh game changing potential potentially title deciding result um being altered by by just... A bad decision uh and and a technical error with VAR.
1: Well, I wouldn't blame the center referees and all the referees on pitch. I would look at more at the VAR referees and the people in those stands because they're the ones that replay, they're the ones that see it first. A, a big decision like that should be made and should be obvious. I thought it was size at first when I saw it. I was surprised it go stood. But. I think it's not the referees' Well, I think the referees get too much stick for this. So I think it's the VAR officials' problems. Because I think it's the VAR the R- officials really...
0: are just referees.
1: Yeah, but the, re- the it's the
0: same guys that are on the field. It's the same guys uh, that are on the field. They're just in the VAR booth for that yeah. day. Uh, you know, the same guys that are doing VAR. Are the same guys that are also on pitch referees.
1: Yeah, I just think we have to look more at the VAR officials. That's why.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the implementation of VAR has just been so bad in the Premier League. You know, you look at this doesn't this stuff doesn't happen in Europe. You look at the difference between the uh, the Champions League refereeing and the Prem refereeing. It it's it's just not the same. You're right. It's it's really bad. This, for for a league of this quality, the standard of refereeing is not enough. Um
1: Another big thing I look at is the former Miami Sa uh, I know although he scored, just scored a hat-trick, I think, yesterday, he had not been going to Premier League, and now has really looked good this whole season. I thought no, I mean he was going to kick on. I, I even backed him to finish second goal scorer to someone at the start before the start of season. Now it looks like I'm going to lose my – I made a bad bet. Yeah, I don't this know point, it looks
0: about. like. He might not even be a second goal scorer in Liverpool. Uh, he's – He's up to, I, th- I believe, five goals this season. Uh, might be six.
1: But still, ever s- it just looked like he's a different player this season, especially.
0: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't great towards the end of last season. He hasn't been good this season. I I don't know what's going on, but it, it- it's not the sort of stuff you want to see. <laughs> just six goals this year.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's out of form and out of confidence too. It
0: looks. They're like- sorry, eight goals. Uh,
1: oh. but it, it just looks like in front of Goat it just looks like he doesn't have the confidence he did in the past that he knew he was going to score it just looks like he's overthinking it like a player like a player that's, that's know his career at the time of done it I know he's on his last line <coughs> that's the one thing that's concerning me about it because Mohamed Salah used to be automatic goal scoring
0: yeah I mean his, his stats will deceive you eight goals four assists um
1: but he has not
0: looked good. We have to acknowledge that only two league goals this year. That's not where you want to be if you're Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. Um The question is now, I think who would you say who has been Liverpool's best
1: player this year? Luis Diaz or Roberto Firmino.
0: I, I'm I mean I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna go and say I think Firmino. Um
1: I think Firmino would be the best because Diaz is out. But I think if Diaz might push on, I just think I love Diaz's attitude, his work rate and everything. That's why. Because the one thing we don't see about Diaz is his work rate off the ball. I think he's the one guy that I can actually see going to the press like Sadio Mane did. But that's another thing I think Liverpool. Liverpool, the pressing from the start, hasn't been as effective as in years past. I think that's where you really see Sadio Mane being missed. Because Mane always used to start the press. And always used to be the one to have the really hard work rate, and I think Salah isn't that type. But I only see Diaz in that, and Firmino, and I just think Nunes they, Nunes hasn't adjusted yet to Klopp's system. That's the thing, to the work rate. That's why I think we're seeing Liverpool be exposed this year, as they are this big.
0: Yeah, Darwin will come good. There's there's no doubt in my mind about that. you know, Firmino, eight goals four assists for him as well, but in, in a few fewer appearances, he's he's arguably been Liverpool's best player this season. I think I think undoubtedly Allison has been. But the best outfield player I think has been Firmino. I think Luis Diaz has been good. I think Tiago has been good when he's fit. Um I think Harvey Elliott has been pretty solid. I think uh, Fabio Carvalho has been pretty solid. But I think overall, it just hasn't been particularly great. I think Simakas has been good since he's come in. Uh, but, you know, Trent has not had a great season. Van Dyke has not had a great season. Matip hasn't been amazing. Um, you know, Henderson has been really bad. Fabinho has not been amazing. Uh, Sal has not been great. It's They've got to get it together.
1: Well, the one thing I'm not worried about Liverpool is because I think every few years... The one thing I'll say about clock teams, we see a little bit of a burnout. And I think this season, it might be a burnout season. Cause we saw it during the COVID season where United finished second burnout. We saw it at, I think two, a few times at Dortmund. And I think we're seeing it this season where I think it's a burnout season where they need to regroup. Next year, they'll come back strong. And I think it'll be a three horse race with Arsenal, City and Liverpool next season. But I think this season, I is is top four.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to count them out at the title race yet because you know anything can happen. I think if they get it together and their form improves, I think they can outdo City by 10 points for the rest of the season. I think they can outdo Arsenal by 10 points for the rest of the season. If they do that, they can still win the league. The thing, I don't want – I'm. it's way too early to count Liverpool out.
1: The one thing that I'm saying that I think is – I think the best is maybe second is because – Klopp said it already in his post-match interview I saw. He said, the t- he said the title isn't the priority right now. He said top four is. And when your coach is saying that, that means that he – I think Klopp knows that he's not – that realistically they don't have a chance. It would be really improbable. And Klopp has been in race, big tie race we've seen before. And I think Klopp would, wouldn't say something like that if he knew the title was still on the table.
0: I, I really think it's – it's too early to count Liverpool out. It's always too early to count Liverpool out. Um, at this stage of the season, you know, it hasn't been a great start, but they can turn it around. I think they definitely have the ability to turn it around.
1: All right, let's move on to their classic. Good. A really great game.
0: The yeah, game. what a game.
1: <sighs> One thing I had to say though, from the start. I not expect Dorman to come back the way they did. Previous Dorman teams, I don't think they would have came back. I don't think they would have had the mentality. This Doorman team seems like they have a mentality that showed from the Barn game, because usually Dorman explode against Barn To come back like they did from two down, two, and from two bad goalkeeping mistakes, if those goalkeeping mistakes do not happen. It's a different talk. We're talking about Barn being not the same team as they were without Levin Dowsing. We're talking about Dorman possibly kicking on to win a title
0: maybe. Yeah, oh my god. What a moment that was. At the end of the game as well. Anthony Modeste who's who's gotten a lot of criticism scores that late winner limbs. That was you know Dortmund Dortmund stadium has the best I think we can throw it out there. I think Dortmund stadium has the best atmosphere in Europe. Um and 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 that just goes to show how effective a home crowd can be because at away that that doesn't happen. And any other stadium any other stadium in mm-hmm. in Europe that doesn't happen.
1: The one thing I'll say, I'll say, Man had a good game, but if he puts that chance away, I think it was like around the 80th minute where you got a cross in. Games are 3-2 Dortmund. We're talking about Dortmund mentality monsters. We're talking about the coach looking really good and turning things around for Dortmund. We're talking about Dortmund possibly being a team that no one, that people should watch out for. I still think Dortmund is dangerous especially without Sebastian Haller and they did this. I was thinking about it after the game. What if they had Sebastian Haller? Would this game may have maybe been different? Cuz I think Haller's a goal scorer that we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, well, we haven't kind of seen Sebastian Haller, but uh you know, we we will. Um he's recovering well and that's uh, of course very very positive news um coming from Dortmund in recent weeks uh, that he is is gearing up to try and try and play this season. Um you know that's it's really good news uh that we've heard that he he thinks he can get back on the pitch this year uh you know of course with the nature of what happened um and and what's what's caused him to to miss as much time as he has is is really unfortunate you know you don't wish it on your worst enemy
1: i'm wishing for his best recovery but at the same time i just hope to see him back on the field he's a player that at ix Everything really reinvented himself and showed the world that he has talent. And he isn't this just fraud of a player? But yeah, he thing. didn't
0: live up to expectations at West Ham, but he went to Ajax and he did really well. He was good at Eintracht Frankfurt as well. I I think he comes to Dortmund. I think he make when he comes back. I think he makes an impact. I think he does really well. I think if he comes back this season, can't count him out from the title. I think Bayern are going to kick on, but I think if Dortmund can hang. If Dor- I think Dortmund can probably just about hang with them, mm-hmm.
1: I think because he real tired of reaching the blue. <coughs> Other thing I'll say too is that Gio Reyna comes back too, the American player, and they didn't even have him in the team. I think, and, and they still put up a fight against Bayern. So what happens when they get Gio Reyna back healthy?
0: Yeah, I mean he's 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 an impactful player. He's shown he can can do it at that level um i think i think he makes them a better team so i think i think there's a lot that can be done um with him uh and a lot more than they can do with him than without Um, let's take a look uh champions league round again this week um some some pretty crazy results uh let's let's start with milan chelsea uh a two nil win for chelsea um not a good start in the Champions League group stage for them but they've turned it around with two wins against what's probably the what is unquestionably their toughest opponent in that group in Milan mm-hmm. um you know you didn't expect them to lose to Dinamo Zagreb you didn't imagine you didn't imagine that they would have lost uh a Zagreb that you don't imagine they would have lost uh, Drew to uh, Salzburg. Um,
1: Can I ask you a question? I didn't see the red card by Fakadamoy, but I heard a lot of people say it wasn't a red card. Did you see it? I did see it. I, I don't think it's a red. I think it's a yellow. That's what I heard from a lot of people. I, I just thought that a lot of people said it changed the game, and Milan really didn't have a chance after that, but and I'm guessing, I'm guessing it was probably a rash. It was probably a rash, like I should say, decision by the ref. In yeah, I mean,
0: I think it's double team. jeopardy there. I, I don't think, since it's in the penalty area, if that happens outside the box, yes, p- 100% red card.
1: Oh, matter of fact, I did see it now. I don't think it was a yellow. I saw it a little bit, but it wasn't a yellow. It wasn't I a think, red card. I think,
0: no, I, I think, yeah, it's a denial of a goal scoring opportunity, but it's outside the box, and therefore it's not a red. Uh, but it's inside the box, sorry. It's it's not a red. If if the keeper is beaten, then yes, red card, because that's a certain goal. But since it's the keeper's not beaten, it's not on the line. I don't. I don't think that can be be given as. I don't think that should be given as a red.
1: That's my opinion too.
0: And of course, from the red card, Milan never going to win that go. game. Georgina scores the penalty. Chelsea going to win two 0 no.
1: It's, not it's nothing like more
0: than what you what you expect, I guess, uh, from that point when when you go down to ten, Chelsea are going to make you Chelsea are going to punish you. They're going to come out there; they're probably going to beat you. It's not easy to win with ten, um, especially against some uh, a team like Chelsea who will, who can, and often will just kind of sit back and not like give you any space. Um, now, uh, Maccabi Haifa beat Juventus. I have to say Juventus isn't free for right
1: now. When you think they could go lower and lower, and the in the dish could get lower and lower to hold her, beginning they go even farther down to say no, 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 no. We have more to prove that we could we could hit rock bottom even lower than this.
0: Yeah, um, I would
1: say in the league, I think Allegri's only won three of the past nine. For Juventus, this yeah, is not three the,
0: of nine this season.
1: I think just one
0: win in the Champions League. Um, this is not where they want to be. They're almost certainly out of the Champions League. Um, I think they're
1: going out of Champions League. It's it's by far they're going. There's,
0: they have to beat both PSG and Benfica to get out of the Champions League. They're to get out of the group, and they're not going to beat both of them. I, I I don't think there's the way back here. I think I think it's it's going to be the Europa League.
1: I think by f- I think Allegri needs to go. I saw that the they did not want to pay him off because of wages, him and his staff, are on, but. Right now, Allegri needs to go. Allegri is not the is not the
0: coach. He's he not needs. the manager. that event is needed to take them forward. And he
1: lost the dressing room, too, and that's the biggest part. When a coach loses in the dressing room, no matter how good he is, no matter name, no matter if it's Guardiola or Klopp, no matter if it's just, if it's just the guy from down from the corner store on the side, you have to sack him because once you lose the dressing room, the players will not play for you. That's the one thing I'll say. No matter the club, no matter what he's done, once you lose a dressing room, there's only two options: you back the coach and you throw everyone the place he wants out, or the you sack the coach instantly. Not thinking this situation, they're not going to get rid of all the players, so they, they have to sack Allegri.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's any way back for him here. I think he's got to go. I think if Juventus want to have a fighting chance at even qualifying for the Champions League next season, he's got to go. Oh. I don't, because I, I I don't think they qualify for. I think they play. I, I think next season is Europa League for them if if they, if Allegri stays for the, through I the think season.
1: There's four teams at least better than them. You could even make an argument for five teams. I could think off the top of my head that that thing could beat them.
0: Yeah, I mean Napoli are unquestionably a better team right now. Milan and Inter are unquestionably better Roma. teams. I think Roma is a better team. I think you could argue that in, in Serie A.
1: Even Atlanta.
0: At Atlanta. I think there's an argument for Lazio. I think in this current form, there's an argument for Udinese.
1: I would say right now, if he loses against Torino at the weekend, he he needs to go sack him instantly, no matter what. You
0: yeah, you can't be losing that the game. The president
1: doesn't want to sack him, but I would say it's best for the club. And do what's best for the club. Sack him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Agnelli is hesitant. You know, Juventus aren't in it particularly amazing position financially right now but i th- i think that the there's no way that they can they can come back from this i think because you know that the price money that you get from qualifying for the champions league is is so much more than than the europa league it's it's going to pay it off you know the the shirt sales will go back up um their attendance has been a little down because the lag replay is very a very boring brand um they, they want the money back from sacking him? Gotta go. Um, next, uh, Rangers-Liverpool. Uh, Rangers scored the opening goal, then went into halftime level. It's not often that a team goes into halftime level and then loses by six goals.
1: One thing I'll say about it, though, is that from all the way up to the 55th, man, I think that's when Liverpool scored the second. It was a real nervey game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it Liverpool were uncertain. They were they were being forced back. Um, you know, Rangers were asking the questions that Liverpool didn't have answers to. Mm-hmm. Then Firmino scores that goal. Darwin Nunez scores. And I think
1: Salah... And then gets Salah, gets,
0: gets, Salah scores the fastest hat-trick in Champions League history. <coughs> um,
1: I'll say, though, that although this looks like a big win, don't take it for granted. For up to 55 minutes of this game, this game was a really tight game. That it could have gone both ways. You could have really argued. The scoreline's a little deceiving, but I'll say good for Liverpool. They got the win, took care of business after the second goal, and did what they need to do. But yeah, I want to see more from Liverpool. I want to see a dominating performance like the old Liverpool have. Pressing, 9 and 19 teams get in the game.
0: The, the, I mean that 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 half an hour that was vintage Liverpool. That was Mosala at his best. That was Firmino at his best. That's Diogo Jota at its best. And Diogo Jota assisted all three of Mosala's goals.
1: Yeah, the one thing I'll say though is that that th- it, although it was a thirty minutes, like period where they we saw vintage Liverpool, we need to see vintage Liverpool for a full ninety and kick on for more games. Cause this is when I said the same thing a few years ago about the old Barcelona teams. You can't play this thirty minute type of style. You had we have to see. A real good performance for a full 90 minutes. Soccer is played in 90 minute sport. It's not 30 minutes. Because Against better teams, against better teams in a Premier League and also in the Champions League, there's 30 minute spell and not gonna hold them. We have to see Liverpool play good the whole time.
0: Yeah, I mean you play like you did in that second half. If you're Liverpool, you beat anyone. There's no team that they can't beat playing like that. There's no team that they can't just blow out of the water playing like that.
1: One thing I will say is that I think Luis Diaz will be a big miss.
0: He will be a big miss. Trent Alexander-Arnold to be a miss as well. They miss, I guess, the energy that he has. Mm-hmm. But I think the time off the pitch will, will kind of uh, – I think he comes back stronger from the injury. Um, you know, I think now that Calvin Ramsey is back fit, I think there's now a target on Trent's back um, because – if the performances continue to drop like they have been, I think if he does end up not regaining his place when he comes back, he's gonna be he's gonna kick on. He's gonna show that he deserves to, to be in the team and it's gonna improve his performances.
1: Yeah, I'm just wishing the best for Luis Diaz. He's a real signed player though. And I just really want to see him back on the field because I think this Liverpool team could be excellent with Luis Diaz on the field. Especially yeah, what we is, saw from last night without, very, without very from Luis Diaz.
0: Um, yeah, as well as Darwin Nunez got himself his first Champions League goal for Liverpool. He's up to five this season now, so a solid, a solid campaign for him. Um, Let's talk next about Napoli and Ajax.
1: <sighs>
0: Napoli Ajax
1: four uh, two. What are your thoughts on Napoli? Because no one saw this coming. From nobody saw season. this coming.
0: Uh, I mean, Kvaratskhelia has been one of the best players and. In Italy right now, he's had one of the best seasons we've ever we've seen in some time from uh, from a Georgian player. Um, he's he's been really really good.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Seven goals, seven assists for him this season so far.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing I had to say is that had to tip my hat to Napoli because they lost Insignia, they lost Mertens, and they lost Kukobali. Four, I mean, three big players they had. And they're doing this. No one would have thought after losing those three big players that they would have done this. So great work, great scouting network to find players that could replace them and do a job. And for both defense and offense, that was big.
0: Yeah, what what a signing that uh, Kvarskelya was.
1: really what a good son but the one thing I also have to get credit to is I think the coach is Mauricio sorry right
0: uh I believe it is Luciano spalletti oh yes yeah, sorry' lazio yes yeah.
1: yeah, spalletti he really done a good job because this is a top class job that he's doing with Napoli right now because this is a thing that we saw flashes last year in Napoli but it went away fast but It's like Arsenal where it's a project that's been building and we're now seeing it in full effect now, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean... Both in
1: the Champions League and in Serie A.
0: I've seen a lot of of, of new talent as well come in. Um, Oseman has been very good. Uh, Raspadori has been good. Kavar of course. Zielinski has had a good season. Um, What's his name? Uh, Kim Minjai has been very good. Um, Di Lorenzo is, is showing that he... Is The guy At uh, right back For Italy Yeah
1: Next let's talk About Barcelona Inter Cause there's a lot I had to say About Wild
0: Wild That That, I mean, that game would've Sent that, that would've sent Barcelona out
1: Barcelona is out uh, I think in my they're, opinion They're
0: just they're they're, I, they're, they're they're probably out
1: I think you're right And I think it's crazy Cause the money they spent too Rafinha Dembele Resigning Lewandowski Koundé even though he didn't play in a row. I was looking at the game, and I was looking, Barcelona should be out. Inter Milan fumbled a bag. The only thing I'll give Barcelona a chance, because we've seen this in the past, where Inter have basically sold themselves out and basically, and basically have been their own worst enemy so far. But Barcelona, in my opinion, is out. Because I was looking at it. The Lartaro Martinez chance, the goal that he scored. Eric Garcia, what was he doing? He, he didn't even look at the ball or the player. He was just, he caught called ball watching in the air. Lartaro brought the ball down, did a move against him, and scored a goal. Gerard Piquet was out of place. Gerard Piquet is not the same player. Piquet should not be playing. Garcia should not be playing, in my opinion, for a club like Barcelona. They are both, they both should be out the door right now. If I was Javi, I was, for this manager, for this performance, I should say, I'll put both of them out and put them both up for sale, and tell them don't even come back to training ground unless you guys unless you pay me your whole wage for the month for this performance that they did. Uh,
0: that seems a bit harsh, um, but you you are right that uh, I mean to be fair to Barcelona they do have a bit of a defensive injury crisis at the moment um, you know Araujo out, Christensen's out, um, Kounde is out leaves them pretty much down to bare bones in defense, which is not where you want to be.
1: One of the things I don't understand is that why Barcelona brought Alonso also, because we're seeing it now. Alonso was third choice at Chelsea. Chelsea, we're seeing Chelsea right now. Chelsea has not been this good of a team this season. They've been all right, but still, you're taking a third place left back from Chelsea and putting Starium in a Champions League big game, versus Inter Milan, no, that is not the Barcelona signs that we need to see.
0: No, I mean he he was withdrawn as well for Alejandro Baldé. They had Jordi Alba on the bench.
1: I think Baldé should have started. I think
0: ba- I think Baldé should be the second choice. I think that was not a great. That wasn't a smart signing. I think that was a panic buy. That's
1: I think I like Baldé. I think really great Baldé. I think Baldé could be I, a I, I think Baldé could be,
0: can be the the heir, I guess of uh, of Jordi Alba. Um,
1: and the other thing too, why would they serve Sergio just to not get a real right back? Because why would they buy Alonzo and not get a right back? In my opinion. If I would have sold Des, I would have bought a right back to replace him. Now, they actually like because Javi, in my opinion, never liked Des. But still, to not get a right back and just leave Roberto out there, too, and Koundé, I think, sometimes plays, out there, or Rajo, was not a smart decision by me from Barcelona.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got players like, I mean, you know, Di Lorenzo. Um, you know, Masraoui was available this summer. Who... And uh, Ms. Rowley does kind of fit the bill of a Barcelona signing. Yeah.
1: The other thing I'll say is that Busquets should not be starting. When I saw last performance, what I saw la- last night, I mean yesterday, Busquets did not do a good job. He was missing up passes. He did not look like he was able to run with the other players, and his legs were gone. Busquets just needs to be a rotation player now. He does not be need to be a start. Put Frankie De Jong there. Put Frank in there. Whoever, but do not put let Busquets start these big games. Versus Clasico this weekend, Busquets should not start, in my opinion. Alonso shouldn't start, in my opinion. Make an example of them, Xavi. You guys might be going out, but make an example that these performances are not warranted by Barcelona. Because we saw this last season, too. And I really think Xavi's good, but these, these stuff cannot happen to Barcelona. A club of this magnitude. Because think about it. The money he spent to go into Europa League. They might, be, they might go bankrupt. Because they were expecting to be in the Champions League round of 16. Maybe in a round of went. If you told them they were going to re- the Europa League with the players they bought and resigned, this would be a
0: shame. Yeah, I mean, that it has to go down as a, another Champions League write-off.
1: Because um. I want to know what's going to happen next season because I know the Europa League is not going to pay a lot of these players' wages too. And they were jeopardizing their future too for this season and stuff. So what happens now? Because it looks like all paper talk. Right now, now I'm seeing from Barcelona in
0: no action. Yeah, I mean, where do they go from here? Um, now, and an El Clasico uh, at the weekend. That's it's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, not having to deal with Benzema is uh, to Barcelona's aid, but is enough uh, of an impact for Barcelona to not still be just out outclassed um they don't really haven't because since they don't have a proper right back right now they don't have a proper they don't have center backs. enough at, in defense they don't have enough speed back there it, they're gonna have a really tough time dealing with with uh vinicius with rodrigo
1: and even valverde if he plays too
0: valverde uh yeah they're just gonna have a bad time.
1: And I think if Busquets starts too, they could be outclassing in midfield too. Yeah, I mean,
0: Modric, Crows, um, Kamavinga, Chouamaini, have all been really good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's not really an answer.
1: Mm-hmm. I just don't know, to be honest. This game could go either way to in my opinion, I think it's a 2-2 draw right all over because Real Madrid isn't in the best form. And I don't know if Rudiger is going to play because of the scary injury he had. The props to him for going up for a header, but still. Does he play at Al Clasico this weekend? Because I still rate their center backs, Intermeritale and I think Al, but they play, if they play back there. Because I think Marital is still a good center back what we saw last season, and he starts for most teams in Europe.
0: Yeah, I mean, he probably does. I think that's 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 the reality we have right now. Uh, at our Um oh, uh, PSG and and Marseille. You know, PSG have been in the news again for more more controversy. Uh, and guess who's at the center of it again? Of Kylian Mbappe. Creepy. I think um,
1: Mbappe is just a spoiled brat right now. In my opinion, are you serious? You're getting paid like half a, I mean, like 9000 a week, right? Or something crazy like that.
0: It, it's a lot of money.
1: And you're, and you're throwing a big fit about this. six. It hasn't even been six months. And you signed a new contract, the biggest contract ever thing by soccer. And you're doing this. My opinion, I saw something about him going to Liverpool. Liverpool should take him because I don't think PSG need this controversy anymore. You're being a big baby about playing a number nine position. You are flexible all over the field in the attacking line. You have Messi. You have Neymar. You have two good players that you guys come win the Champions League with by your side. And I think the season that has been decent for them. I don't think it's been great, but I think it's been decent. I want to see more from them. And you want to do all this? I'm t- in my opinion. I'm just tired of Mbappe. I just want him to just shut up and put his head down like Holland does. This so here's my Holland.
0: question. Hmm? Does he get a move? Does he does he try and force through a move? And is is he headed to Liverpool? Is he headed to Liverpool? I think, I think it I think it fits.
1: I think it fits, but the only thing is Liverpool is not Liverpool might spend a transfer fee on him, but Liverpool is not going to spend the wages on his wage.
0: No, that's true. Uh, I think I think here's the reality. The reality is that if they want to to sign him they they're, they're going to need to get him on his wages down <laughs> yeah and get his attitude under control i think he's 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 gotten himself an inflated ego um and you yeah, know i think
1: he, liverpool also signed too they would have to sell i think a few players to to to, sell, to get the funds to sign mbappe
0: yeah I, I i do think it's it's possible that it's Firmino i think you know, you raise something from from Naby Kata, from oxlade Chamberlain, uh, from a bit of I guess Deadwood, uh, maybe Joe Gomez um, goes. One
1: thing, yeah, one thing someone told me though is that imagine his front three, because I know you you have a little bit little Liverpool fan and a little Liverpool bias, but I know you would I know you would salve over this a front three of Mbappe, Diaz, and Nunez.
0: That'd be a little bit unfair. I mean, you get Prime, Salah in there too, and Diogo Jota and Firmino. You 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 got the front. You bet you got the best front three in Europe, and it's not close. The other thing I saw
1: is that Mbappe maybe to PSG though, but I mean not to PSG to City, but that would be a scary move. I think that would end the competition because
0: if Mbappe goes to City, I'm 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 just gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna walk out.
1: Mm, but
0: who, I've had enough. If he goes to city, I've had enough.
1: I think this weekend though, we see PSG win three win against Marseille.
0: Okay, but here's the the real question: Is are there more red cards or goals in that game?
1: I think this will be an intense game. I think we're at least gonna see one red card is guaranteed. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's almost a That's almost a formality in uh, in that game. Uh, I'll
1: say maybe two red cards.
0: These te- these two teams hate each other so so much. We've seen we've seen these games end up with with like nine on eight in the past. Uh, we've seen five red cards a- a- as much as five red cards. I can't imagine this game finishes eleven on eleven. I can't imagine there's no red cards in this game.
1: I'll say and I'll say PSG. I'll play them, but at the same time, I'll say play like Neymar have his emotions go up and do something crazy because like we've seen him in, in the past when Neymar and Marseille. And Messi, I don't think Messi plays too, because Messi is a one-cool figure on the team that that might just ease it down. Because remember, Ramos is on the pitch now for PSG. Oh, team. yeah, he got Sergio Ramos.
0: Is he not suspended, though? Oh, he is, I think. He is suspended, yeah, he because oh, he was sent off uh, against Ream. Um, so he's oh, suspended. So that's a huge boost for PSG, because this is not the game you want, Sergio. Well, is it a boost? Does it help? PSG to not have a, a hothead like Sergio Ramos on? Or does it just kind of... Because he he can wind a player up. You know he can wind a player up. So can Neymar. Neymar's very good at that,
1: actually. The one thing I want to see is Ramos in this game, though, and Marseille. (sighs) to See what would happen. Because he's never played
0: Marseille for BSG, has he? And The
1: one thing I want to see is Ramos and Messi playing together and what happens. Say if Messi gets a dirty foul on him. Does Ramos win up? And Ramos bag messy with all the rivalries they had or what happened. I
0: I do imagine he does um but it would
1: just be so funny because I would I, two I've, three years ago you would never imagine that
0: yeah you know I mean I, I've seen uh from what I've seen I'm I'm pretty sure they do get on pretty well uh you know I think they both realize that that the uh it's not a personal thing um they their past you know disputes you know you're you're playing for the badge you know you wear your heart in your sleeve, um, and, and that's that's kind of that's Ramos's style. That's that's who he is, um, and and Messi knows that. Um, and I I have seen they're actually quite good friends, um, you know, and they they get along quite well. Um, and I think that's that's cool uh, to see that since they they don't play for rival clubs anymore. You know, they they play together. They. Um, They've kind of, you know, become become friends, and you know their differences. I guess aren't aren't a matter anymore because they're they're not at rival clubs, and you know because that's the type of player that Ramos is. I mean, I'm mean, because I'm I'm sure Ramos is a pretty you know a, a good guy. Uh, you know, I wouldn't know, but also he's the type of player that you you like being teammates with, but you hate playing against yeah. because he will get in your head. He will do everything he can to get in your head. Uh, he's I'm, he's one of those players that is actively trying to get you sent off.
1: Let me ask you one question because I saw this. This was a question I saw a few weeks with PSG, and it keeps appearing that I think it might be getting bigger and bigger. Messi, after this season, does he stay at PSG? Does he go back to Barcelona, MLS, or does he go to Middle East?
0: I I, I think he stays a couple more years
1: think so too I think he saves maybe one more year at PSG then I think a great move with him would be club like into Miami LA Galaxy maybe even LA FC what we're seeing or maybe even New York Red Bulls or New York City FC I think those are the five club five places he would go after PSG I don't see him going back to Barcelona yeah
0: I don't think he goes to the Middle East Um, I don't think I, I think it's it's you know Probably one more contract with PSG, than to the MLS. Then he, he plays out the last couple of years. Uh, he's he said that the the twenty twenty World Cup twenty twenty two World Cup is his last. Yeah. Uh, so I I think he he fully retires right before um the twenty four World Cup uh the mm-hmm. twenty six World Cup. Uh from from club football as well as international. Mm-hmm. Um so I think he plays plays the rest of the season at PSG I think he plays one more season at PSG I think he gives gives us a season in the MLS he plays and he plays his last year at, at uh, Newell's in uh, Argentina
1: I think, I think Barcelona is close because the Barcelona right now is in shambles and I'm with, I wouldn't want Messi to go back Messi is too has too much of a big legacy he's done too much for the sport that if he goes back to Barcelona it's gonna be sad for me because this Barcelona team is not good they were relying. They had Messi' dependence bef- before him that we were seeing now. That's the reason in his last few years at Barcelona. And now we're seeing that they re- Messi was really carrying them for a lot of times. So Though now I just think that I don't want to see him go back to the shambles of Barcelona. I want to see him playing a team like PSG, where he's on top. He could at least win a league, do decent in Champions League, maybe even win it. And yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's just about it. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up episode four of uh, Soccer Spotlight. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, we'll see you in a week's time.